A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. I've been watching Pose, by the way. Have you? I play, yeah. Oh, my amazing. God. That is like the sickest show I've ever seen. Yeah. The representation for for trans people is incredible. Yeah. The casting is so good. Yeah. The whole ball scene of the 80s, the HIV AIDS crisis, like everything about that show is so beautiful. I think it should be compulsory in schools. It's like an education on LGBTQ plus people. Well yeah. done, Dan. I do sort of fast forward the ball bits because they're a bit boring. But what? Well, I mean, the same thing happens every every time. Oh my god, what? The stuff around surrounding that is interesting, but just the flouncing around and and whatnot is is not really flouncing is definitely homophobic. By the way, is I, it? I'm pretty sure. Okay, it well, what word? I don't know. Whatever. You were nearly there, Dan. You were nearly. But there. It's not really about that, is it? That's just sort of filler. But the really good bits. It's are not the... filler. It's like a really important part of what got gay people through the HIV and AIDS oh, crisis yeah, in, the sure. in 80s New York. Yeah, I'm sure it is, but it's more about what's going on around it, isn't it? With the HIV and AIDS crisis and, and whatnot. The category is ignorance. It's not ignorant. I'm just saying I personally don't care for those bits. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. Welcome to A Gay and a Non-Gay. By the way, that is the last time you're going to hear that particular... Intro music. Intro music. That's um, sad, isn't it? We are resting it after quite a long time. Four years. Yeah. Well, we did briefly have a different intro music back in the day. We had this bizarre jingle. I'm James, and I'm a gay. I love the Spice Girls and Beyonce. I drink Dandelion and Burdock, and I love the Seabong, but not that one. I'm Dan, I'm non-gay, I like beer and Green Day. This podcast was never meant to be, was it? We were put together by Dan's girlfriend, well, forced together by Dan's girlfriend, who thought it would be funny to hear what it would be like if me, her gay friend, and Dan, her boyfriend, hung out. And so everything was, like, just rushed. Even our logo was rushed. Yeah. Originally, you were wearing a Iron Maiden top, and we changed that to say non-gay for legal reasons. And we didn't have a website or Twitter handles or Instagram or anything like that. Like, we were literally just vibing. And because of that, we we banged this jingle out in no, no, no time at <laughs> like all. Five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we, we thought we'd actually put some effort in. And we've now commissioned one of my favourite queer artists, Bright Light, Bright Light, to create a brand new gay non-gay theme. Very excited about this. So this is the world exclusive first play I think we should probably say that what we wanted was a kind of YMCA in the Navy village people type sound, but updated for 2020. I think I think that's what you wanted. I wasn't really part of this. Right. So here's what we've got. Are you ready? Let's do it. It's the hottest record in the world right now. It's the new gay non-gay theme. It is very gay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a gay podcast. Well, I also spoke to Bright Light, Bright Light, and we got a non-gay rock version done. Oh, God. Do, do you want to hear that? To, do we have to? Yes, we do. Very this good. is the non-gay theme. So that's like my WWE entrance music from now on. I don't know what that means, but cool. It's a wrestling 
Yeah. Right, so you're going to come out on like a big throne wearing leopard print with some gold hot pants. Yes. Well, I look forward to that at our live show. You can get tickets now, gaynongay.com slash live. We'll see you on tour starting March the 22nd in Brighton. We've also got some sad music. So, you know, if you listen to like an American podcast and they uh, they use this sort of sad music, so really ram home a sad point. Right. Um, I think uh, I think the time has come for us to start doing that. Okay, right. So, like, when I'm talking about my depression. Yeah. Okay. Meltdowns, breakups, uh, all of that shit. Uh, you're going to hear this music. pretty good right no doubt you'll hear that again in uh, in a few minutes time um, <laughs> welcome along right i want to talk about something that's been going on in manchester uk um as opposed to manchester new hampshire right and basically the police were kind of doing these raids on gay fetish bars right yeah which I is saw. really old school that feels like something from the 80s or whatever um, even before that, like if you've seen the movie, movie Pride, it, it kind of brings back vibes from that film. Yeah. And they were basically coming for them to do with licensing and they were visiting lots of different bars, including Night People and The Eagle in Manchester, warning them that they were breaking the law because they were allowing men to have consensual sex on the premises. The dispute was about whether or not um, the events were operating as private members clubs and then could permit men to have consensual sex or not. And basically, they were getting those illegal warnings. And so venues decided they could no longer host fetish nights. And some of them didn't. But the Eagle continued to do it. But they do have now a list outside, I think, before you enter, where you have to say uh, that you're, you have to put your name down. And that kind of gets around the loophole of it being a members club. So this is like blokes are having sex with other blokes. Well, yeah, but no, in in clubs, <laughs> in, <laughs> specifically yeah. in nightclubs and bars yeah. and stuff. Well, yeah. And what? how does that work? Have you never been to a club like this? Like what? Have you not been to a bar where men are having have hooked up with each other? I've never been to a bar where someone's done it in my presence. No. Have you never been to a, a gay place and then like walked the wrong way, like turned left instead of right, and ended up in a dark room? No. And been like, what's going on? No. Really? But to be honest, I've been, I've only been to like a handful of gay bars. Why'd you say it like that? Like what? You just said it with some disdain. <laughs> I didn't say you did. it. You no, were like, I didn't. gay bar. No, I was thinking you of... felt uncomfortable. No, it, it wasn't. I was, I was thinking of the... I, I didn't want to say LGBTQ bars. Surely these, these rooms are like... You can't just take a wrong corner and end up in them. I think you probably could just take a wrong turn and be in one. I'm thinking back to XXL and other venues that I've been to. And I guess sometimes it says on the door, like what's going on but i don't think it does really and what does it say on the door well i'm trying to think i don't think i've ever seen a sign on the door saying here's what's going on i think you just go there and you're like oh i remember this one time in new york going to a club and we were having drinks upstairs and then my friends were like let's go downstairs i'm like cool let's do that and then i was on the dance floor and everyone was like really up against me and then i noticed that there were penises everywhere and turns out that wasn't a dance floor that everyone was just at it is that not part of the problem that the, the police are getting at what it's assumed based on what you've said that if you go into a place with a rainbow flag outside in new york or whatever it's assumed that everybody knows that you can take a take a wrong turn and everyone's got their dumb out and it's assumed that everyone's fine with that no not every single venue is like that of course but there are certain venues that are like that right and how do you know that they're like that i guess that's a good question do you read the Google reviews, or do you... I mean, I do. I, I read a Google review of, of, of anywhere that I'm going to go, but those kind of activities might not necessarily come up in the first couple of Google reviews. You know what? I think, actually, a lot of the time, the people on the door will say, do you know what kind of club this is? Right, okay. Or they'll say, do you know what happens here? And then you'll go, yeah, and they'll let you in. But you might go, uh, no. 
what if you say that you i i might think that i might know what goes on and say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but in reality i don't what like if you were to go into a wagamama's for the first time yeah do you know what i mean and you just example, like black yeah. it so that you don't look like a loser <laughs> yeah exactly. have you been to wagamama before yeah yeah you're like well yeah how different could it be from <laughs> wasaba like i've been mean, like <laughs> It can't deviate that much. Next thing I know, dishes are arriving at all sorts of different times. <laughs> much the same in a dark room, to be honest. So how do you know what's going on? Like, how do you personally know? I guess I've just been to these places when I was younger and been so terrified that I now know what happens. It's almost become... I've become desensitized to it. I mean, this is my opinion. This isn't all gay people's opinions. And I have friends that think it's great that we're so free to behave like that. And I agree, actually. I think it is great. I think straight people have a lot of issues because they aren't allowed to be sexually as free as gay men, for example, are. Yeah, they would say I'm wrong in what I'm saying and that maybe it is obvious. But I personally definitely felt uncomfortable when I first went to a club like that. Now, I'm way more comfortable about it. I think it's like normal i guess yeah anyway either way it's not for the police to to say that that's wrong or that it goes against their licensing or taste and decency laws or whatever that's really wrong and don't they have better things to be doing than worrying about consenting adults having sex my only issue would be from the police's point of view if it's not incredibly obvious that that's what goes on but i think it is pretty obvious you're also walking into a dark room yeah but that what does that mean you don't just walk into a dark room and think why is it so dark and then suddenly someone's inside of you but the fact that the room is dark is neither here nor there because if you go to any rock club around the world it's going to be dark well to be honest i find mosh pits very similar to a dark room do you really well they are quite how many mosh pits have you been in like one they are quite which one i don't remember i think it was like delirious what the christian band to be honest there is an interesting parallel because like, mush pits are consensual because everybody knows. Right. Which that- is kind of the same as a dark room. But you could find yourself in it without knowing. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck. But I think in but- a mush pit, it'd be very difficult to escape that. Whereas no. in maybe a dark room, you could probably say, sorry, I'm not interested. Sorry, I'm not interested. You can know. You can escape a mush pit and everybody know. You can tell if somebody doesn't want to be there and you help them get out. So what are the police? What's What's the latest then? I think they've now been given the green light to say that they can host fetish nights they can have consenting men having sex in their clubs etc if they get people to sign in and i guess that's to show consent yeah and and also kind of label it as a members club do you not want to see the person that you're having sex with no you don't give a shit (laughs) (laughs) a gay and a non-gay anyway it's good news for manchester and um you're actually coming up to manchester to yes. stay with me in the next couple of days. Uh, yeah. Do you want to go? No. I actually did want to take you to a fetish club once. I went to a fetish club and I was actually guest hosting on my friend's podcast and we went to this fetish night and I've never been so awake. It was really enlightening. Why? And we should do an episode on it because I think it's a really interesting scene Why? and like pretty cool. The most interesting thing I saw was a guy where, and everyone's wearing like leather and stuff and there's one guy had a little tap where his penis was and he had a champagne glass and he lowered the glass, undid the tap and peed into the glass, did the tap back up and then gave that glass of his urine to his partner to drink. Bottoms up. What's the tap? A tap, like a bathroom tap. Where's that? It's on his underwear. As part of his underwear, it's like a built-in tap thing. Right. It's like It's like a proper thing. Yeah. 
and then he undid the tap so the pee would go into the glass. Right. And there the guy drank it. Yeah. And then what happened? <laughs> well, I, I went and got myself a drink. <laughs> From no, the tap? No, a different tap. I think the whole concept of fetish and BDSM and, and that I think that scene is interesting. Yeah. In fact, one of the couples we were chatting to were so in love with each other. It's probably one of the first times in a while I'd seen love between two men. And I thought, wow, this is the last place I expected to find love. <laughs> Having that experience in the fetish club is one of the reasons I broke up with my ex. Because I, I, I he, really... He, he wouldn't let you shit on his face. There was also a, um, <laughs> a scat room at the club. Right. Where people would do that. And a fisting room. Y- your eyes would be open. I know we've talked about this before, but it must say... I think if you're going to a fetish club, yeah, it's you're aware. Well, that is, yeah, but it's one thing going to a fetish club because people like to wear like leather jackets or whatever. But it's another one. It's another (laughs) thing entirely. You're so innocent. I need to spam my coffee. (laughs) A fetish club isn't full of people just wearing leather jackets. What do you think is going on? They're just wearing leather coats. Okay, well, leather trousers, like a leather coat you bought in Top Man, or where where do you have to get the leather from? I don't bloody know. No, it's like full leather. You're like wearing leather. You can wear a leather jacket, but you're also wearing like a leather vest, or right. leather gloves, or leather boots. You're wearing like leather slacks. Dan. So just because no, I can't, I don't want to have could, a conversation with you anymore. Why not? Because I think it's quite triggering, to be honest. <laughs> because, why is it triggering? Because it's not. You don't just walk out. Because I feel bad for people listening that are into that stuff. Sorry, sorry. Okay, this isn't the moment to play the sad music, by the way. Too late. That's not funny, Dan. <laughs> well, I think it is. I it's think not it is. funny, Dan. You're, mini- you're minimizing my journey. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Again and Non Gay this week. We're back next week. Yeah, and don't forget we're on tour really soon. Check out all the dates again on gay.com forward slash live. We're coming to Brighton, London, Birmingham. Wahey! Manchester and Glasgow. We've got some amazing guests. Tickets are selling well. Um, so we can't wait to see you in March. Yeah, someone asked me the other day, um, where is Birmingham Wahey? I think it was an American. <laughs> Dan's from Birmingham. That's why he insists on calling it Birmingham Wahey. <laughs> no, I, I don't call it Birmingham Wahey. I call it Birmingham and Fiona says, Wahey! Anyway, thanks for listening. Love you, bye. Uh, thanks for listening, babes. Do the admin and support a gay and a non-gay. Visit gaynongay.com slash donate.